0: Welcome to your daily five minutes of faith. This is Bonefire, Episode 17, Genesis. I'm Dr. Kevin T. Goddard. In this episode, I will do a quick overview of Genesis. In the last episode, we introduced the Pentateuch, sometimes referred to as the Book of Moses. Genesis is the first book of the Pentateuch, and thereby the first book of the Bible. In fact, Genesis is identified by the first words of the Bible, which would have been Hebrew for, in the beginning or Greek for beginnings, geneseos. Genesis assumes the existence of a present transcendent creator God. The general themes of Genesis are for general human self-understanding, the origins of the first man and first woman, the character of men and women, the temptation and fall of mankind with Adam, the first murder, the world flood, and the arrogance of man trying once again to usurp God at the Tower of Babel. Once we see Adam fall, we find each story divided into characters who follow God and those who rebel against him. Three of the most important characters for telling the story of Israel and God's path for them to redemption and restoration of relationship with him are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, with the lineage of the twelve sons of Jacob becoming the twelve tribes of Israel. Most importantly, through the initiation of covenants by God with his creation, the relationship between man and God develops. In fact, Genesis' central core is God's promises and blessings upon creation. Whether each covenant is to be fulfilled by God or whether man has responsibilities in response to God's covenant, every divine covenant establishes, established emanates from God's grace. God establishes universal, ancestral, and national covenants with Old Testament actors and peoples. Two important elements of these covenants are salvation and faith moving ever closer to the fulfillment found in a new covenant established through Jesus Christ. The covenants in Genesis create a tension between God's sovereignty and human freedom, neither of which can nullify the other. Moving between genealogies and narratives, God's fulfillment of the covenants is through his involvement with humanity and interaction in creation, which cannot be thwarted by mankind's attitude toward him. The fall of Adam and the subsequent sinfulness of all of humanity would continually place the existence of mankind in jeopardy without a graceful god entering into a universal covenant of preservation with humanity following the flood Genesis chapters 8 verse 20 through chapter 9 verse 17 along with this promise, God reiterates the creation mandate given to Adam. That's in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 through verse 30 and chapter 9 verse 1 through verse 7. And he repeats it again with Abraham. Genesis chapter 17 verses 2 and 6. The Noahic covenant links back to the separation in genesis of the waters during creation genesis chapter 1 verse 2 which have now been unleashed to cleanse sinful humanity from the earth the noic covenant both reflects the creation account and creates a bridge between man's disorder in creation god's preservation of creation and the restoration of creation order by god through the abrahamic covenants Another important Hebrew element to understand is the notion of cutting, a covenant rather than making or writing one. Adam and Eve are cut off from the Garden of Eden by an angel placed with a flaming sword. The evil people of Noah's age are cut away from the earth by a flood, and Abraham experiences God cutting a covenant with the two pieces of a bull, and then God establishes the covenant man makes with God through circumcision, where the unclean foreskin is cut away from the organ responsible for fulfilling God's promise that from Abraham's seed would come a great nation." As we work through Genesis, we will come back to these themes and explain them in greater depth. Here are a few more interesting theological takeaways we will encounter in Genesis. God's authority and power is eternal, absolute, and ordered. God created man to walk in a personal relationship with God. Man brought God's judgment on himself by trying to usurp God's authority. God promises he will provide a path to restoration of that relationship. God creates the sacrificial ritual for sin by killing animals for their skins that are used to cover Adam and Eve's nakedness, which represented their sin. Despite the state of the earth and mankind devolving over time, God remains faithful to his covenants with his people. God does not need a plan B. He is the God of both the ends and the means of salvation. God starts out walking with Adam in the garden, but as Adam rebelled and severed that relationship, God moves to a transcendent being who leaves man as the primary actor who suffers the consequences of his decisions independent of God. God's promises are absolute, he fulfills every promise unless he chooses to show grace. God's promises are a gift. They do not depend on any merit from man. Genealogies show the sovereignty of God through long periods of time. Narratives demonstrate the divine will of God supersedes the sinful will of man. Even the heroes of the Old Testament are flawed, weak, and constantly stumbling around in the wilderness seeking God when he is already in their midst. Genesis ends with the story of Joseph creating a transition to the story of Exodus. The divine tension between God's will and man's actions continues as the youngest of Jacob's sons is favored, betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery, only to preserve God's promises to his children through his grace to both Jacob's family and the Egyptian nation during a time of great famine.